after realizing I felt like I'd done all the right things, you know, I had got my book out there on, you know, Amazon's bestseller list and I sold X number of copies, which I, I was pretty happy with and, and still felt the, like there was something missing. Like, Hey, I, I didn't get to share with as many people as I, I wanted to. And, um, you know, I knew I needed to put a lot more effort into it now to now realizing I needed to do that. But I, I wanted to just give other authors that platform, right? To say, hey, I've got a book, I've got a story. Um, I've spent so much time and effort on this book. And, and, and it's, it's like the least I feel like I can do to help other people who have dedicated their, you know, sometimes years and years of their life to writing this, this book uh, and to give them, you know, 20 or 30 minutes of their time to, to tell the world about it or as many people as I can share with at least. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the ROI Online Podcast, where we believe you, the courageous entrepreneurs of our day, are the invisible heroes of our economy. You not only improve our world with your ideas, your grit, and your passion, but you make our world better. I'm Steve Brown, and this is the place where we have great conversations with winners just like you, while we laugh and learn together. Welcome back, everybody, to the ROI Online Podcast. And today, I'm really proud to introduce you to Aaron Gindel. Aaron Gindel, uh, actually, I met Aaron Gindel when he interviewed me on his podcast, the Daily Authors Podcast. Aaron uh, works with authors, and he's um, um, an interesting gentleman, and I'm excited to have you. Aaron, welcome to the ROI Online Podcast. Hey, excited to be here, Steve. Thank you so much for the invite. Yeah. So Aaron, you know, the folks that listen to this podcast, they're business owners and marketing directors, they're, they're uh, entrepreneurs, and often they have books or they're considering writing a book. Tell us a little bit why you started to uh, sail toward the book area of the world. Yeah. Love to t- tell you about that. I really kind of came about by... Uh, some actually unfortunate circumstances. I, I, I got sick with a chronic disease, uh, bowel disease, actually, about uh, what is it, about six years now, actually. It's been a while. And uh, it, it led me on this path, I'll keep it short, but really to to heal myself. And, and I had been very fit before and owned a, a gym, actually, and, and just been active all my life. And I was like, why did this happen to me? And I just started to really look inward and discovered a lot of things about why I felt like that happened to me. And I, I got really healthy and, you know, changed my mindset, changed my habits and, and the way I was eating and, and ultimately led me, uh, you know, to, to heal myself naturally without any medication. And, you know, I went on to have since run, you know, huge Spartan races. And um, I, I just wanted to tell everybody about that story. And that's what led me to my first book called Conquest. And then, um, yeah, so as, as I was diving into that process, I just realized all kinds of things like, all right, uh, you know, it, it, takes, it takes quite a bit of energy to get reviews and, and, and to get on shows. Like, even though I was on uh, Amazon's bestseller list and, you know, for quite a while, like not, no one reached out to me to be on any podcast like this, Steve. So I started to realize all these, all these things that um, I was like, Oh man, there's these problems I think that need to be solved. And um, you know, led me to start my, my podcast daily authors, which uh, is really a platform to help other authors 
who have written books to share their stories like I have. And, and if, or if you're an entrepreneur, I even have uh, fiction writers that are on my, my uh, show really just to try to get their message out there because the reality is in the United States, I think there's over 4,000 books published on Amazon in any, every, any given day on average. Every, any so given day. Yep. So it's, it's huge, right? There's a, there's, there's a lot of noise out there and it's like, okay, no wonder why no one reached out to me, right? There was a, you know, a lot of other choices and uh, no one knew who I was anyway. Right. And uh, so anyway, since then I've, I've feel like I've learned some things and, and now I'm helping other authors with, and podcasters actually with their shows and books to help them um, with these tools I develop and the coaching programs I developed to, to, to get themselves out there so that people do know about them and, um, you know, share their books and stories. Wow. You're young, you're healthy looking, but it's kind of shocking for, at least for me, and I'm sure others that would be watching the video version of this to think that you were dealing with such a health problem. Yeah, it was a surprise to me as well, Steve. <laughs> and I came out of the blue and it was just like, I didn't want to believe it. And uh, yeah, it just just happens. And, um, you know, we can, I write about all this and why I believe it happened. But I, I definitely think a lot of it was my mindset. It was weird. I, I was going through all these big events in my life at that point. I, I was like moving across country. I'd sold my business in California uh, I was having my second child. I was starting a new job, like all these, you know, mm. what we consider probably big major events. And I, I really yeah. believe a lot of that stress really got to me. I let that really overwhelm me. And, and I wasn't treating my body well, eating right. And, and uh, yeah, ultimately um, I came up with these 10, like these 10 things that I felt like I had to change or that I did change through the process um, that I share in my book. And I know this isn't necessarily about my book, but that's, um, that w- it was a fun part about writing. And I really did it. And I believe authors really need to find a big reason to write a book. And f- and for mine, the reason I did it was, I was thinking about actually my kids at the time, because now I have four kids. And then I had, uh, when I wrote the book, I had three and um, yeah, I was just like, Hey, what legacy do I want to leave? If they have these problems in the future or anything similar, could they use this information to really help themselves and get out of that situation? Wow. So tell us the name of your book since we're yeah, talking about it a bunch. It's Ken, it's called Conquest, 10 Simple Steps to Conquer Life and Leave a Lasting Legacy. Awesome. So, so what you talk to a lot of authors and this event happened to you, but something instigates authors to go, okay, I'm going to really commit to writing a book. What is a common theme that you see in that conversation that authors have that actually where they push themselves off the cliff? Yeah, good question. I think, I think it's, it is a similar um, storyline as what I have. Um, I've talked to and maybe it's because I'm talking to a lot of people in like the, the self-development space, uh, mm-hmm. self-help space. But in that regard, a lot of people have, you know, a, a very um, life altering experience, whether that's they, they overcame cancer or they, um, you know, they, they hit rock bottom with their business and, you know, they found another way to, to, to get out of that. Right. And uh, I've had others who were, you know, physically abused by their spouses and they wrote about like how they escaped and how they're helping other women now escape that. And so just, just some really um, comp- just uh, amazing stories, I guess I should say, of people overcoming 
things in their life and uh, whether that's business or is personal life. But that to, to get past that awful event that was impacting their life is huge. That's a big deal. That's when a lot of people struggle with, but then to add on top of that, Hey, I think I'll write a book about this. So <laughs> other people can't, how, how does that conversation go and how do you get past the, well, who am I to write a book? Objections. Yeah, I think, I think it comes with a lot of help. I don't, I haven't seen a lot of others who have done it and not had like some kind of help or someone to kind of say that, Hey, you can do this. A lot of the folks that I, I talked to, they either had been through a coaching program or, you know, whether that's a group coaching program or one-on-one coaching, I, I really feel like it, it's taking, um, they've had the interest. They feel like maybe I could do it, but they don't have the confidence. Right. So I think that that mentorship has been very critical in what I've seen. So tell us about daily authors. So this is another thing. One day you, your books, you did the book thing, you're going along and then you realize I went through an experience. Other authors may need some support. Talk, talk to us about that conversation in your mind. Yeah. And I'll go back to when I even got, um, you know, introduced to podcasting. And um, this was probably back in 2017. I went to a conference and I heard uh, someone by the name of John Lee Dumas speak on stage. And, and for those in the podcasting world, I'm sure you know who that is. And he has a very successful podcast. Um, and actually, I just interviewed him about a month ago, which was pretty cool. I don't know, coming full circle. And he, he was one of the first to start like a daily podcast, uh, inter- interviewing other people, right? And specifically entrepreneurs. And um, yeah, I think that kind of planted a seed in my head. And, and when I finished writing the book, I, I, I knew I wanted to start a podcast. And I was like, hey, I, after realizing I felt like I'd done all the right things, you know, I had got my book out there on, you know, Amazon's bestseller list and I sold X number of copies, which I, I was pretty happy with and, and still felt the, like there was something missing, like, Hey, I, I didn't get to share it with as many people as I, I wanted to. And, um, you know, I knew I needed to put a lot more effort into it now to now realizing I needed to do that, but I, I wanted to just give other authors that platform, right. To say, Hey, I've got a book, I've got a story. Um, I've spent so much time and effort on this book and, and, and it's, it's like the least I feel like I can do to help other people who have dedicated their, you know, sometimes years and years of their life to writing this, this book, uh, and to give them, you know, 20 or 30 minutes of their time to, to tell the world about it or as many people as I can share with at least. Right. Um, so that's, that's kind of how it all came about. I, I just got excited about having a daily show, uh, inspired by, uh, others like Johnny Dumas. And, and then my experience of writing a book, it led me to this place of realizing that a lot of other authors need that help too. So you interview authors daily and how many people have you interviewed? Yeah, it feels like I've been doing it for a while now, but uh, probably not including the ones that I've, I've published out there. I think I've got around 150 episodes published and another 30 you know, sitting you know, ready to be published. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an amazing feat to create that much content on a daily basis. And so how does, how does your system work? You're interviewing folks, but then you're, you're building up this back 
backlog of, of stuff. How do you, you must have a really cool system to get it quickly <laughs> edited and published. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's multiple, as you're, you're, you're realizing now, Steve, I, I mean, you, <laughs> it takes, it takes some work. Right. But uh, in the beginning, I, I was just like, I was a big proponent of like doing it all myself in the beginning, whether that was even just the first handful of episodes. And I quickly realized I was like, I can't do all this, this all by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if I want to produce as much content. So I think that's my, my hack for any of those who want to start a podcast or, you know, even other things in life, right. Get, get help. And there's so many resources now. Like I, I found a great editor on Upwork who, uh, you know, lives in another country and I pay him $5 an hour to, to handle all my stuff, you know, and he does an amazing job. And, um, so that, that's, that's been a key component, but I started to automate everything, right. Whether that's, um, stuff as simple as you, you have a page that tells everybody about what the show's about. And and then that leads, you know, has some of the questions and makes people feel comfortable. And then the calendar form that's on there, that's like, all right, they sign up and they see your calendar. You don't have to have that back and forth about when we can meet or any of that, right? Like all that's mitigated. When before we talked on the show, uh, starting the show, Steve, we talked about mm-hmm. like the pre-interview process and, and yes, I've had some, not ideal interviews, but most of all, I mean, especially authors are very well spoken and um, they've done a lot to have written, written a book. You kind of have to be thinking differently just to write a book in general. So I felt like, Hey, I didn't need to have that step. I probably double or triple my time spent if I actually did all the pre-interview, you know, process. Right. So I dropped that. And then, you know, from that to all the email automation that happens in between the shows, the reminders, and then post interview, all that's automated. And as soon as the interview is done, it goes into a folder that then my editor picks up a couple of days later, it's done. And I spend maybe 15 minutes to post that. And I can even automate that if I wanted to, right. Uh, yeah. Or have it outsourced. So yeah, all, all of, I tried to make it so that, and I think this is important, especially as an entrepreneur is spend the time doing the stuff that you're most excited doing. And, um, I'm most excited about talking to other authors and that's mostly what I want to do (laughs) and and not the other stuff. So that many authors, that many conversations, who are the authors that you really connect with and you seem to uh, be a perfect fit to help them uh, get past all the hurdles that all the authors face? Um, Yeah, I think there's, there's a couple of different people I've connected with. Um, some, some are just like, Hey, I can see them as a buddy uh, going and, you know, I've had conversation. I'm a big surfer and I'm like, Hey, I'd love to go surfing with you sometime. That kind of uh, <laughs> connection. Others. Um, they remind me of like my, my uh, mother-in-law who has like, like they've just launched a book and they have very little skills. Technically, they don't know how to build a landing page or email automation campaign, or they don't know about the tools. Uh, you know, they, they hardly know how Google sheets might work. Right. Right. And so those are the ones I really empathize with that, um, that have a lot, you know, several of them become my clients now where it's like walking them through all that. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough actually to get, um, you know, a degree from MIT. So I've like very technical background. A lot of this stuff's very easy for me. Right. And so that's probably who I feel like I've connected with the most. And it's just keeping it simple for people so that they don't feel that overwhelmed. I think that's one of the biggest 
reasons I feel like other, you know, in my experience and in clients, other clients experience, they feel like they might not take actions because they, yeah, we, we can do all these, all these things, but what are the biggest things that you can do to make the biggest impact um, and not, not feel like you got a million tasks to do. All right. So let's, let's walk through that. If there were three things, let's say I'm, I'm an author that, that did a huge thing, started the book, wrote the book, finished the book, published the book. But what are like the top three things now that I've, I've woken up and realized if I thought writing a book was a lot of work, promoting and marketing books even more. So what are the top three things that you would go talk us through? What are the, what, what are those things that we need to address in what order? So, and you want to, and specifically about maybe getting our book out there. uh, Yeah. And just start, you know, why did I write the book? It's because I wanted people to read it and, and change the world in some way their world in some way. Yep. Yeah. So I think, you, you should also, and maybe you've already written a book, but, um, and, and you can write it as say a passion project, like I even did with my book. Um, but I think the very first step is to, to, I think you hit on it, Steve is why are you writing this thing? Right? Like what's the purpose? Are you trying to, uh, get more leads for your business or, or are, are you wanting a platform to speak about, you know, the issues that you're addressing in the book, whether that's uh, the environment or, uh, you know, bowel disease or whatever it might be. Right. So I think that's the very first step. And and if you've already written a book, Hey, you can always write another as well. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's, it's not like the end of the world. If you feel like you've written a book about something you don't want to push forward in a certain way. Um, But if you're in that, in that good place and you're like, Hey, I wrote this thing because yeah, I do maybe want to start a business and this, what I feel a book's great for is a huge lead in and, and that um, credibility builder, right. For others to say, Hey, this person is an expert in this area and it gives you an instant credibility to then start to do things like we're doing now, right. To get on podcasts, to speak on stage. And uh, so leading into what I feel like the number one thing I would do. And uh, as an author, uh, and even as a podcaster or business owner, I feel like podcasting and guest podcasting is is a huge opportunity without even spending uh, any money at all, right? It's your time, which, you know, equates to money, but it's it's an opportunity to to let other people know who you are, what you offer. Because at the end of the day, um, I think all of us have that same problem, especially as business owners, right? Like, you have this incredible thing. And I, I grew up seeing my dad, who was a great inventor and he great, invented a bunch of stuff, but he just didn't know how to tell everybody about it. And, and um, I think obscurity is our biggest challenge as authors, podcasters, and business owners. Um, so my number one tip would be get on as many podcasts as you can. And there's um, you know ways to make the most of your time as well by saying, okay, what are the most popular shows. Maybe those are the ones you might want to focus on. Um, but you might just want to have some experience doing it. And it's, it's a fun thing to do. Right. And, and you never know who's listening or who might pick up that episode even a year down the road because that, that content's out there is living. And, um, you know, a new fan of the show might go back to that first episode or that episode that's 
you know, 50 episodes deep or 25 and say, Oh, I'll check this one out. Um, so th- that's the main thing. And we can dive into how I, you know, create some tools and ways to do that. But number one, get that in order. And, and along with that is uh, platforms like LinkedIn. I feel like it's not, I, I feel like it's, there's a lot of opportunity there, especially for authors to connect and collaborate and have that one-on-one connection, which I feel like the world is craving a bit more now than, than, you know, I spoke about automation before, which I think is, is still necessary, mm-hmm. but also the, just the personal connection with people that, you know, the, I think others are tired of just seeing an email where like buy this thing, but they also want that connection with somebody. And uh, if you can create that, especially um, by getting on somebody else's show um, and, you know, starting your own show, like, like, like you've done Steve as well, you just have that chance to connect personally more than any kind of other medium, I think, because without, um, I just think this time that we have now, like what other time do you have actually sitting and talking one-on-one with somebody? Uh, it's pretty rare, right? Even if you're hanging out with your, your family or friends, it's like you're, you're watching TV a little bit, you're having side conversations, but to have a focused 30 minutes or an hour conversations, pretty, pretty rare. Um, those, those are a couple of things. I think, I think other thing is to, and we don't want to necessarily spend the money. Um, but there's, you know, I think you got to advertise, right. And a book is a great way. Um, you can, you can charge, um, you know, something under $10, for example, for a digital version of your book. And if you have the systems behind it, and I know Steve, you know, all about this is that book can lead to so much other, so many other opportunities to help somebody on the, on the other end of that, whether that's a, a course or a one-on-one coaching or group coaching. And to me, that, that book is just an opportunity to present yourself as that expert to, to give them help before you really help them out. Mm-hmm. Hey, I wanted to pause right here and tell you about a book that you need to get today. It's the funniest book on marketing. It's called The Golden Toilet. Stop flushing your marketing budget into your website and build a system that grows your business. And guess who wrote it? That's right. I wrote it. And I wrote it just for you because I want to help you get past the last hurdles of setting up your business and getting it squared away. I wrote it so that you could avoid time, wasting time, wasting money, wasting frustration. Get the book on Audible. You can get it on Kindle. You can get it on Amazon. But get the book, take advantage of the insights in there, and let me know what you think. And now, back to this excellent episode. Yeah, it's amazing. You talk about that focus, that time of being able to talk to someone without them checking their phones, the kids running up and asking a question to be able to sit one-on-one like that. I get energy from it. It's very fulfilling. When you think about writing a book and someone takes the time to concentrate and read your book, it may take two, three, four or five hours. That's, that's quite an honor to receive that amount of focus from them. But the reason they did that is because they were receiving a value from it. They, they chose to invest that finite time of their life to come away from that investment of time with something of value and they appreciate of you. So for you to even stop 
and create that so that person could benefit from that is huge. Yeah. And it, it's very fulfilling. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, like you said, it's an honor of someone to read your book and to spend that time. I'm always honored. And, you know, uh, I give away my book for free. Every, every guest that's on my show and I just want them to have it. And if they read it and get one thing out of it and, uh, you know, I'm always, those are the best moments I feel like. And when I interview other authors, that's one of the very best or very, uh, I guess most, uh, said thing when, when I asked them, Hey, what's the best part about being an author? And it's like, Hey, when I get that feedback and someone says, man, this book, uh, really hit home for me, or even say some of them have said, Hey, others have written and said, this book saved my life. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's quite incredible. Awesome. Okay. So, all right, let's use me as an example. I'm, I'm producing a podcast, but I need to be on other podcasts a much. So using LinkedIn, talk me through how you would coach me to get on more interviews utilizing LinkedIn. Sure. Yeah. We can talk about LinkedIn and one other strategy or if you want, but yeah, okay. link starting with LinkedIn. I think the very, the most important things to first get your profile, right. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, the probably one of the most critical parts of your profile is your title. And uh, at least you see some more people doing this this day today, but it, instead of it talking all about you, which is a lot of times what we think of a resume you're like, Hey, this is all about me. You're, you really want to talk about how you can help others, right. And how you can benefit them and what you can, what benefit they'll get by even, you know, connecting with you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, it's really about identifying who it is that you can help, um, how you can help them and what result that they're going to, you know, what result they can get out of that. And so I would, I would phrase, rephrase my title immediately. If, you know, that'd be my number one tip to say, you know, use something like I help um, authors, you know, get on, um, you know, extend their reach, sell more books and products by getting on, uh, by guest podcasting, something like that. Right. Then that that's exactly, or something similar to that, what my profile says. And then from there, you know, like people might jump into your about section and, and start to read about, okay, well, how, how is he doing that? And I actually have phrased mine more like a sales letter, really mm -hmm. that leads them to a video that could potentially lead them to a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Right. Um, so that's, that's the number one thing I would, I would start with. And, I guess backpedaling a little bit, I would say, make sure you, you know, you, you know exactly who you want to help, right? <laughs> you you really need to figure that out first and, and you want to niche down, right? You don't want to be everything to everybody. And I see this a lot on LinkedIn, you, you know, this, their title or, or this individual's like doing a lot for everybody. And it's like, okay, now you're really kind of not helping anybody because mm -hmm. how can you be an expert in so much? Right. Mm -hmm. And I always, yeah, you know, this Steve, it's like, you know, a, a brain surgeon is going to get paid more than a general doctor, right? Right. Uh, practitioner. So it's the same thing on LinkedIn. You want to try to hit home, uh, hit your, your message to hit home with some particular group, at least initially, you know, as you start to grow and everybody knows about you and you can, you can expand and grow, but that, that's the first thing. And, and then there's, um, you know, just a connection message and, the, I think there's a, there's a three-part 
messaging that I've used to connect uh, with a lot of the people that I have. And it depends what you want to do, right? Um, right now, I'm leading a lot of people to this new platform I've created called Review Karma. Um, other times, I might be asking people if they want to jump in on a, a call or uh, actually give them a video that will help them without even before that, right? I just send them to a video that then leads them to say, hey, do you want to book a strategy session? So it depends what you want to do, but I really just try to keep the connect connection message short. And I've been able to connect it like generally over 70% with my messages and just keeping it really short and, and trying to find something in common. Like as if you're an author, I just say, Hey, I love connecting with authors, which I do. I interview authors and, and even give them opportunities sometimes just to be on my show that, that alone feeds, I, I could have so many people just be on my show just by that one message. Yeah. Um, I don't always just invite people on the show, but I might allude to it, but also really just saying uh, what we have in common is, is a big deal. Instead of just being like, Hey, I saw you in my feed. Um, we'd love to connect. Like, like, okay, well, why, you know? Uh, so you got to give someone that reason. And then after that, I usually send them a thank you. Like if you can reply and send a thank you to everyone that does connect you, that'd be uh, amazing. And and there are some tools to help you do this and whether or not you uh, feel comfortable doing that. I know there are some restrictions technically with, LinkedIn where they don't want to use some automated tools. So that's a, a personal call you'll have to make, but uh, one I personally have used is called octopus. Yeah. Um, so that that's a way to do a lot of this automatically without spending hours and hours of your day. Right. And then finally have a, have somewhere to send people. And my, my mantra is uh, show people you can help them by helping them first. Right. So mm-hmm help them with a free video of, of how they can get the result that you're saying you can get them um, before they pay for anything. Right. And give them your best content upfront. And and a lot of times you think that you might be like sabotaging yourself or your future services by doing that. It's not the case Mm -mm. really. It just shows that it piques people's interest. Like, Hey, if this stuff is that good upfront, man, what does he have to offer then when you get that one-on-one coaching, right? So mm-hmm. those would be my my personal tips that have helped me on, on LinkedIn specifically. Those are excellent tips. One thing that I do, I don't have an automated thing, but when people ask to connect with me, I accept every, every um, invite or connection uh, invite, but I have a, in my notes over here, I have a, some text, a video, and a link to my book. So it, I'll copy that, put it in there, and it leaves a space for their name. And I put their name. So thanks for connecting, um, Aaron. Just wanted you to know my book is now available on Audible. You can get it for free if you don't have an Audible account. Here's the link. And then I have a little video. I use uh, Vidyard, but some people might use Soapbox or whatever. But the video just goes, hey, I'm, I'm excited to connect with you. Here's a little bit about this. Um, and again, thanks for connecting with me. That's awesome. And I just yeah. paste it on there and you get four or five invites a day. That adds up over the year. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it stands out for sure when you do that stuff. So tell me a success story. If So someone's listening to this conversation right now and they've been in the back of their mind, they've been thinking about this and they're going, all right, I, I'm very interested in what Aaron's talking about. Tell, give us an, 
draw a picture of us of a success story of someone that connected with you and before and after. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, uh, it seems like I've been drawn lately to a lot of the folks that uh, I think a lot of people can relate that just don't have the the expertise or the, like, especially just how to pull it all together. Right. And, and um, as far as technical stuff and also just how to get there quickly. Right. And, and that's what a coach can really help you do. You can probably figure it out on your own eventually, but it might take you 10 times as long Agreed. than someone who's already been there and done it. So really it's, it's nothing too magical other than I'm using what's really worked for me. And um, you know, an example of what that might look like is, Hey, someone who's written a book who ha- realized they're like, Hey, I thought writing the book was a hard thing, but then they're like, how do I get anybody to buy the thing or other people to buy the services that I'm trying to offer uh, behind the book? And there's all these little pieces, right? Um, there's, you know, that thing, that page that you need to send people to, to start to know about that thing you can offer to them. And there's that video that you might need to create along with that. And there's all the, you know, the emails that might need to, to go along with that. And, and it's piecing all that stuff together because there's a ton of platforms, there's different choices. Um, I feel like I've vetted out so many of them. Right. And so that, that's where I feel like um, a lot of what I'm trying to help others do is get there as quickly as possible. And the, the success is when they're able to then go from not getting on any shows like I was at one point to then um, easily getting over even 20 shows a month. Right. And, and not all of them will produce the same amount of value as others. And it's a little hard to you know, quantify that ahead of time, right? Um, you don't know who's listening and you don't know if that will actually resonate with that, that group always. But you can narrow that in um, tightly, especially with uh, you know, the, database, the huge database I now have of several hundred thousand uh, podcasts. And, and, and then you get in a place where you're in that rhythm now, like you're doing 20 a month. And that's leading someone to a, a page or multiple pages of, of services that then funnel people into, um, you know, where you now just look at your calendar and you've got people scheduled to, to talk to you about your services or there are, you know, you're seeing that people are buying your course or whatever it might be. Right. Um, and all of that obviously takes work effort. Um, but I think it starts, I think the book is an amazing place to start because it's just, Again, that credibility builder and um, leading people and, and upfront showing that you are the expert in the area that, that can really help them do you know, X, Y, or Z. Um, so yeah, I think people, different people have different goals um, and whether that's selling a book or a coaching program or you know, to, to make seven figures. Um, I think some, some people I, I know, they've already got the money. They just, they just want to be on more shows, right? And, and they just... They just want their message to be heard because they, they really believe in it. And um, so depending on what your, your ultimate goal is, I think, um, I think uh, the opportunities I've shared with you are, are out there to, to, to get the message out there and guest podcast and um, share your books and stories. So what do you think if you were coaching someone to carve out, on a regular basis, try to get on 10, 15, 20, how many podcast interviews a month would you, would you coach them to set, set a goal to do? And then how long do you need to do that for it to really 
pick up momentum and get you over the tipping point? Yeah, good question. I I think it's not necessarily about the quantity. Um, I think uh, what I've realized, um, I'm even on book done shows, say a year out, right? Because they're so popular. And and so I think if you can get on some very popular shows, um, that's probably more important than the qua- uh, quantity. But I think a lot of the quantity adds up to say the the quality or the the viewership of or listenership of of you know one particular podcast. Maybe if you get on ten shows, it might equate to say getting on the Tim Ferriss show or something like that, right? Right. I, I think I think there's a differentiation there, and um, so I think the strategy will be based on that also. Like if you, if you don't have a, you know, if you're not already known, well-known maybe I would, I would recommend start to build, uh, build up by just getting on shows, build up your confidence and, and just get on as many shows as you can, whatever opportunities you can take them. Right. And, and then that will build sort of a resume. Cause that's part of what I try to help others do. I start to, you know, use a, a one sheet uh, that I have them create. And, and that's just a, uh, a quick, you know, one page of who I am, the types of interview questions I can answer, what topic areas. And, and, you know, believe it or not, all the interviews I've done, I've probably seen less than a handful of those being presented to me for people that want to be on my shows. So that automatically that helps people stand out right away. Um, So again, I guess back to your question, it's, it's, it's really about um, who you are already, because if you're a, a guy like John Lee Dumas, for example, he sets up one single day of his whole month just to be on interviews, right? And he can do that because people will accommodate his schedule mm-hmm. and he just has a 15-minute block of time, right? And, and that's all he gives you. But, you know, to others, it, we might have to adjust heavily to other people's schedules because they don't know who we are and it's, it's more, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to get ourselves out there more, right? Um, so if I, if I was already in that place of, being someone I know, I would do what John Lee Dumas is doing and just be on 20 in a given day and make the most of my time without task switching. But otherwise, try to get on as many as you can, but also focus on those that you know probably have higher, higher listenership, which um, in my strategy I use is those podcasts I feel like that have more reviews. Uh, the more reviews a podcast has in general, I feel like they're more popular, right? Wow. Such a system. So folks would reach out to you. They would connect with you. You would interview them. I would imagine I'm guessing here. So you, you pick it up, but sit down and start to figure out what audience they would want to appear in front of. And then you start uh, looking for a portfolio of interviews that they can do. And then you trigger off a system to begin initiating those. Yeah. Yeah. Some. Uh, that's the high level. Yeah. I I think I really tried to, the strategy is, and depending on how well it's set up, I really like to understand who exactly they're trying to help. Right. The same thing uh, exercise I talked about LinkedIn, really that's the, what you want to get on a podcast and, and hopefully start to hone or talk about, you know, what you want to, uh, focus your talk on a little bit. Right. And, And at least feed it into the conversation so you got to know that up front. And then from there, yeah, you can find the keywords, the categories of podcasts that might have those types of listeners. And then um, with your LinkedIn profile set up, you have a, a great one sheet. Um, I really like the connection 
emails that I like to send uh, along with LinkedIn. I, I basically have all these emails that have, I know all the podcasts that have guests on them. They have, um, they, they've, they're active, right? They've had shows published in the last day, three months. Then, then you can start to use a system to both automatically email those mm-hmm. groups of people. Um, and then a system I use to then connect with, um, podcasters on, on LinkedIn. The list I have is a lot more targeted because I can, you know, it's hard, harder on, on LinkedIn to really know, okay, does this podcast have a, uh, do they allow guests, uh, you know, the show, you really have to dive in a little deeper there. Right. Um, but with the list, I can already narrow that down. So I, I, I like to actually use email first and then, um, LinkedIn is a little more targeted and takes a little more time, maybe a little more manual, but they're both great, great ways to do that. And then, um, those systems and allow, you know, it's kind of a numbers game a little bit, right. Depending on who you are, but then you connect with so many people, you're going to get invited on so many shows. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about review karma. Yeah. So review karma is, uh, something I've been working on for the last five or so months, it's uh, another area where I felt like was lacking in, in a way to build, you know, quality, credible reviews. Um, you know, there's a lot of places I think you can, you can spend so much money and then they'll get you so many reviews maybe. Um, and then uh, as far as the, you know, the collaboration connection I talked about as well, the, the platform basically allows you to do that reviews or get reviews for your books or podcasts but at the same time collaborate and connect with those same reviewers. So if I was to review your book, Steve, which I have done, um, it, you. it through that review process, um, you know, I would send you a message to say, Hey, you know, loved your book, Steve, um, which I did <laughs> and, uh, would love to connect and be on your show, which now I'm on your show. Right. Um, yeah. So that, that it didn't necessarily happen in that order, but that's the idea. Right. And, right. uh, give people that, that, opportunity sometimes that it's instead has to happen more organically or just, you know, being very methodical about connecting to people on LinkedIn. So I was hoping to solve that problem with the platform, not only get reviews, which I feel are really important for books, you know, and podcasts. Again, like I said, I think people are looking at shows, at least a guest podcast on, I don't know, not everybody's looking at reviews and necessarily listen to that particular podcast. Um, but some people are right. It's, it's kind of like eating out. You might, you might use those to know whether or not you want to listen to a show or, or read a book. Um, and then, uh, the, the list that I talked about is that huge database is on review karma. So if you go there, it's right now, it's actually free and just wanting to build up a membership. I, I launched it only a few weeks ago and it's, it's already has over a hundred members now. And really trying to just get people to use the platform and find value out of it and, and give me feedback. So if, if you find something that you, you, don't, you, you think could be better, um, I'm all ears for making those changes. Um, but yeah, I was just trying to help people out. This database is there. The, the big differentiator is that you can't like export that to like a CSV like I could do with my clients and, and really help them um, sort of automate some of these things where we could set that up to say email 25 to 50 people a day and, and start to get on um, a lot of shows that way. Right. But you, you can also con you can use that database to get the contact information, whether that's a website or email address and, and reach out 
one at a time. Okay, Aaron. So tell us again the name of your book and where people can find it. Yeah, my name, my book's name is Conquest, 10, 10 Simple Steps to Conquer Life and Leave a Lasting Legacy. And you can get that on Amazon. If you're wanting to be a guest on my show, you'll get it for free. Um, you can reach out to me at dailyauthors.com. And um, always interested in, in talking to authors and love talking to authors. Yeah, so your website is dailyauthors.com and your podcast is of the same name? Yep, yep. It's the Daily Authors Podcast. And then uh, getreviewkarma.com, is that right? That's right, yep. The, and, the platform just talked about, it's called Review Karma, but the, the URL is getreviewkarma.com. And then your LinkedIn is? Just my name, Aaron Gendel, G-E-N-D-L-E. So that's one of those names that's kind of nice. It's uh, it, it's like Steve Brown, I struggle. I'm trying to figure out a way to name myself without like a bunch of numbers afterwards, right? <laughs> so that's, I'm always jealous of folks that have these great names where they can like AaronGindle.com, although you may not have that, but I've always like been jealous of folks that have those original names. <laughs> um. What's last question for you, Aaron? What was one question that would have been cool that if I would have asked it, but I didn't? Yeah, that's always a good one. Um, I would probably have asked, uh, what are you up to next? Um, hey, hey, Aaron, <laughs> last question before we go. What's the future for you? <laughs> yeah, so the future... Um, I, I guess I'm doing a lot of what I'm already doing, but, um, trying to just do it in, in a way where I can, uh, have a team, a bigger team to help. And actually, um, um, I've connected with an author recently, which is really cool. And for any of the entrepreneurs out there, I really consider it, um, it's a, it's really a way to have interns do a lot of the work for you and, and to build their resume, right. As they're doing it. Right. And, and you don't, there's different ways to pay. Some of it can be performance-based and whatnot, but I, I truly believe that a lot of what we want to do as entrepreneurs, we just can't do it all on our own. Right. And using something like internships or uh, I hire people off of upwork.com places like that will allow you to find, you know, just a plethora of, you know, talents that you can use to help grow your business and, and, you know, not necessarily scale out, you know, hugely, you don't, Sometimes you feel like you might be overwhelmed, but it's it's also just a really enjoyable experience to connect and have a team that um, that really is is on board with what you're doing, right? And, and you can give back to those people that you might have that that senior seniority and and uh, you know that experience that you can share with others that they can use to grow their their careers. Cool. Well, Aaron, you've been a great guest. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think it's uh, very timely and relevant. And so thanks so much for being on the ROI Online Podcast. Awesome, Steve. Well, it's been my pleasure, man. Uh, always great to connect with the uh, author, podcaster, and you're doing an amazing job with your show. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. And that's a wrap. Awesome. Thanks for listening to another fun episode of the ROI Online Podcast. For more, be sure to check out the show notes of this episode and feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn where we can chat and I can help direct you to the resources you're searching for. 
To learn more about how you can grow your business better, be sure to pick up your copy of my book, The Golden Toilet, at surprise.goldentoilet.com. I'm Steve Brown, and we'll see you next week on another fun episode of the ROI Online Podcast.